Well, shit. I'm back. And, uh, I don't even know what fucking episode this is. I feel like I've been all over the place and I haven't even really been focused. Not that I haven't been focusing on the podcast, but I have so much going on that it's almost seemingly taken a backseat. And for that, I apologize. But I wanted to do an up, uh, not an update, um, an episode about what's been on my mind lately, things that I've been thinking about lately that I feel like might, if I shed some light, might help somebody out there going through some shit. Um, Ultimately, relatability is, is, is is the main theme of this podcast, and that's what I want people to do is relate so I feel like relationships I haven't I haven't had a really good conversation or episode about relationships lately and I know especially in these times um of like COVID and everything like that where we're faced with ourselves and all of our fucking demons because we have nowhere else to go and nobody else to be be around but ourselves um a lot of people are are, are waking up to certain issues I guess in regards to relationships I know that I have most definitely if you guys have been following you know my story um you know where I come from you know where I've been who I've been with the type of people I've been with the toxic situations I've been in um and the learning process that it's been after being with those types of people and so I got to thinking the other day and I was like shit (laughs) we're all works in progress right um that is the ultimate message of this episode is that we are all works in progress if you you grew up one of two ways if you're a human being right now and you're an adult um and to me an adult is 18 or older, but realistically, anybody in my age bracket, you know, 25 to 35, even 40, whatever. If you're an adult, you grew up one of two ways. You grew up either, and this is not based in any scientific fact or anything like that, but this is my brain, coming from my brain. So somebody could be like, that's not true, but this is how I see it, right? The way I see it is you grew up one of two ways, and only one of two ways. You either grew up in a loving environment where you watched your parents love one another and get through things together and do things together as a family. When problems arose in your life, in your family's lives, y'all had fucking family meetings and learned to communicate and you knew how to communicate effectively and healthily in that environment. You knew what the 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 right consensual affection looked like you knew what a safe love loving caring environment looked like you either grew up in that environment or you grew up in an environment where there was no place for love it was survival fuck love you know, you had to survive. You had to survive your alcoholic stepmother. You had to survive the fighting of your volatile parents. You had to survive your abusive parent, your 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 parent who sexually abused, your parent who verbally abused, whatever it is, whichever parent it was. You either grew up in love mode or you grew up in survival mode. To me, 
in my experience and 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 in talking to people and connecting with people those are the only two fucking environments that you grew up in and sometimes even if you grew up in that loving caring beautiful environment where you learned the correct coping skills and you learned how to communicate the right way and communicate effectively to your partner because it was mirrored to you at, at the end at the end of the day we are our environment we are products of our environment right so um uh we mirror our parents we are direct, direct mirrors of our parents, whether we want to fucking believe it or not, <laughs> whether we want it to be true or not, we emulate what we grew up knowing. My mother used to always say, children learn what they live. And it's the truth. However you grew up, however you lived, that's what you learned to be. That's what you became in your adult life, right? So if all you knew was toxicity and hiding in a corner and avoiding and whatever it is if all you knew how to do was fight you're a fighter now period in your relationships it affects you as an adult we think that things that happen to us as kids don't affect us now but it's the contrary it's it's very much the contrary what happened to us as children made us who we are today molded us for who we are today you know and so you either grew up in that loving environment or in that survival environment. And most of us, I'd be willing to say, grew up in that survival environment, whether we had a fucking parent or a step-parent or somebody in our lives that caused us to have to, to feel as though we had to shut down and survive and not love and not feel love or show love because, listen, we are primal beings, when when an animal is in the wild, there's a time for mating and there's a time for hunting and there's a time for fucking fighting off predators. You know what I'm saying? So if all you knew in your life was fighting off predators, whether the predators were your, fo- your, 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 your parents fighting, whether the predator was your grandfather, whatever it was, if all you knew was fighting off predators, you don't know love. You don't know how to express that love because biologically our systems are built to fucking shut down when we're in fight mode. You're either in fight or flight mode or you're in rest and digest. And if you grew up in fight or flight mode, you don't know how to rest and digest, <laughs> you know? Um, And so then we move on in life. We grew up, we grow up in these environments. And even if we grow up in those loving environments where our parents showed us what true love should look like and this and that, um, it's not always black and white. Sometimes there are still scandals, things that happen. And at the very least, we learn how to have healthy coping mechanisms, but then we grow up and we meet people. You know, let's say, let's say you're one of those people that grew up in a healthy environment. You grow up and you meet somebody that you fall for who unfortunately grew up in a less healthy environment than you in, in a survival mode environment. And that person who grew up in survival mode and may not even realize they grew up in survival mode comes to you, healthy McGee over here and says, Hey, these are all my fucking issues. I'm going to project them onto you and make you feel like shit. And in the, uh, in the meanwhile, break your heart into 30 million fucking pieces. Um, 
and then pretend like it was your fault <laughs> because I'm damaged, right? Hurt people hurt people. We all know that. It's a cliche term. If you don't know it, it's the truest thing. Hurt people hurt people. Whether on purpose, whether by accident, maliciously, whatever the fuck it is, hurt people hurt people, right? So this hurt person who may even be masking their hurt comes to you, healthy McGee, and hurts you. And so you started out not hurt, but then you ended hurt because you fell for this person, right? So now healthy McGee turned into hurt McGee and you you don't heal from your fucking relationship that hurt you or you push everything to the fucking wayside and, and pretend as though you dealt with shit, but you really didn't. You kind of just masked your pain with another fucking meaningless relationship or meaningless activity, whatever it is, right? You keep doing that um, and, and then you forget that you're hurt. So you feel like you're healed, but you're not. You're really just fucking numb and and going through the motions of life. And so you meet possibly healthy McGee, another healthy McGee, who's, who's, who's maybe gone through the hurt, but also gone through the healing and is fully capable and able to be in a relationship and ready to be in a relationship and give everything that they can and have. And those people aren't perfect. They're not perfect partners, but they are good enough partners to um, provide a healthy relationship, a healthy and safe environment for anybody, right? So now you're hurt. You meet somebody who was hurt, but went through the motions to not be hurt anymore and get over the shit. And what do you do in your hurting? Um, you inadvertently hurt that person, right? So I just feel like, I feel like we're all on this, in this fucking cycle. It's the reason, if, if you listen to most people trying to date today, uh, fuck COVID, like put COVID aside. If you look at most people trying to date today, they'll tell you whatever age, it's a big game. It's a big game of fucking baby bullshit. Should I text? Should I not? Should I show how eager I am or show all my cards up front? And the reason why it's like that is because we're all damaged fucking goods who didn't take the time and have not yet taken the time to heal. Whether it's heal from childhood trauma or heal from past relationships or do inner work and reflection to become better for ourselves and thus becoming better for future partners, we've not taken the time to heal. And I know I've done previous episodes about similar subjects, right? But if you grew up in survival mode, I, I think I think this is just me trying to go more into detail and, and say, you know what? We have to figure out if we are though that person am i that person who grew up in survival mode it wasn't until i started thinking about this shit like literally started in the shower you know shower thoughts it wasn't until i started thinking about this shit on my own that i was like shit okay my environment wasn't um 
abusive. I didn't grow up in an abusive environment, but I didn't grow up in an environment. I did. Well, I mean, I did grow up in an abusive environment when it came to my father and his, his wife. Uh, she was abusive, most definitely. Um, but overall, did I grow up in an abusive environment watching my parents? No, I just never was able to see I still have yet to see a good model of a healthy relationship I've kind of had to create one on my own because it wasn't given to me when I think of my parents my parents might as well have been the same person in the sense that they were barely ever in the same fucking room I don't remember them being in the same room together I don't remember one moment where they like hugged one another or kissed one another and maybe that's the reason for me being so um, needy when it comes to affection in relationships. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't grow up watching that. Um, you know, so so while my 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 childhood wasn't my my childhood wasn't one that consisted of um, my direct like my parents directly abusing me. Was I in abusive relation, uh, uh, situations? Absolutely, with my stepmom. And that's I, how I know for a fact, and I know this by being in therapy, that um, I now have my avoidant, non-confrontational, people-pleasing personality and disposition um, that I'm still fucking actively working on. It's going to take a while for me to to be better, you know. Um, but did I grow up were my parents abusive no they weren't were they toxic with one another yes absolutely they were and I remember more fighting than I remember I remember more fighting and screaming than I remember anything when things happened in life did my mother or my father sit us down and say okay we need you know the four of us need to have a conversation and and work this out no I don't have any problem solving skills in when it comes to relationships or at, at the very least not that I don't have them but I didn't develop them or they weren't passed down to me from my parents and I'm sure anybody watching this many people watching this can probably relate to that that when you think of your childhood um, a lot of the times we don't even realize that we are that child that grew up in survival mode or we are that child that wasn't exposed to the best environment to, to learn how to be in, in, a, in relationship, you know, um, especially nowadays the divorce rate is so high that growing up in a divorce situation is almost the new norm you know it's like if you if you see parents that are still together you're like mm, this is fucking this is suspect you know like he didn't cheat on her at all there's no nothing like they still love each other like i look at fucking people my age at 31 and and when they say that their parents are still together i look at them and i'm like and they still they still like each other like it's foreign so when we grow up and that is the norm a lot of the times we don't it just becomes second nature it's like oh your parents are divorced yeah me too cool keep it moving when realistically we should be looking and, and thinking okay your parents are divorced that tells me that they didn't have the best relationship when they were together uh 
and you are a byproduct of your parents and you lived with them probably during their situation, you know, hope, hopefully not for too long during their uh, trial and tribulation period, but most likely you did. You lived with your parents when they were going through the rough of their marriage. Unless your parents got divorced when you were two and that's all you know, then okay, you didn't grow up uh, watching your parents fight. But if you're like me, you had at least eight years, the first eight years of your life experiencing your parents not really enjoying one another. <laughs> um, and so when that is the, 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 the main message that you're getting from your parents, the, the main message that is being passed down to you, how are you then, as the byproduct, learning to be in a relationship, a healthy relationship with good communication, with um, healthy boundaries and healthy coping mechanisms? How are you then learning that? And the answer I would say, as a lay person who knows nothing of what the fuck I'm talking about, I would be willing to bet the answer is we don't. We don't have those skills. It's a skill. They're skills. You know, some of us are lucky enough to have the skills passed down to us from our parents. And then we hone, hone, hone down. Is that the word? Hone in. We hone in on them and perfect them throughout the years or we become fucking jaded and tainted by somebody who wasn't, didn't have those skills passed down. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a fucking vicious cycle. And then it leads us to this place that we're in right now. You know, the place of how the fuck am I going to find somebody in this fuck shit, fuck boy, game playing environment where people don't realize that they grew up in survival mode, where people don't realize that they're a work in progress, but they actually need to work to change. You know, my coping mechanism of shutting down and avoiding confrontation at all costs seemed very normal to me until I entered into therapy and realized, wait a second, this isn't how you deal with issues. Pleasing everybody just so that, you know, pleasing everybody just so that, that um, you don't piss people off or upset them isn't the, isn't the best way to go about dealing with a problem. You know? Uh, how do you have kids like that? How do you have kids in a situation where your kid is in a is in a is in a scenario where they need their parent to protect them and they need their parent to be assertive and assert something? Your kid is God forbid in the hospital and they need you to assert to the doctor, this is what my fucking kid needs. How, if you are the type of person that people pleases and avoids confrontation and avoids being assertive, how are you then going to step up to the plate for your own, your kin, your your fucking family? You know what I mean? But we grow up with certain coping mechanisms that we are not even aware of. And that's what this entire, that's how this entire podcast fucking began. It, it, it's self-accountability. Taking accountability for who we are and what we bring to the table, realizing our strengths, our weaknesses, 
understanding. No, I'm not that type of person. I'll never be that type of person. I will never be the type of person that does X, Y, Z. But then again, I'm not that type of person that does X, Y, Z now, but I can strive to be better. You know, um, certain things we grew up with can't be changed. Certain things are, are, are literally embedded in our fucking disposition, our psyche, who they just made us who we are. You know, we're all like little, um, little pit bulls who either were taught like, look, pit bulls have a bad name, right? They have a bad rap. They're, they're apparently looked at as dangerous dogs, a dangerous breed. I happen to love them, which should say something about my dating history. Anyway, if this is the analogy I'm using, but regardless, I happen to love them. I think they're very misunderstood dogs, right? But the overall image of pit bulls is they are bad dogs. They are um, innately uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're innately vicious, right? But then if you watch the show Pit Bulls and Parolees, you see you can see the rehabilitation of these dogs that, you know, when, when, for anybody who doesn't know, Pitbulls and Parolees is, is a show on the animal planet. I don't even know if it still exists or if it's still around, but it used to be one of my favorite shows. And basically it's this woman who hires, um, ex-convicts as her workers for, I think it's a nonprofit. And she goes and she, um, rescues pit bulls who have either been trained to fight or they've been abused, whatever it is, she goes and rescues them and then rehabilitates them and hopefully adopts most of them out. Some of them are not adoptable. Some of them are just too far gone. But most of them aren't. But the analogy I'm using is she'll get to this place where this pit bull has been tied up for weeks upon weeks on end in inclement weather, in certain situations, having to fight off other animals, maybe other dogs, whatever it is, right? And the pit bull knows that a human did this to them. A pit bull knows that, you know, this thing that looks and talks like this woman did this to, to, to it. And so as a result, it trusts no fucking human being that comes into contact with it. It's in survival mode. So anytime it sees a, a, a fucking being walking erect on two legs, two eyes, and, and two arms, it says, human, alert, alert. And it goes into survival mode and it becomes this vicious, barking, scary thing to try and scare off, essentially, or protect itself from the human because the pit bull has in its brain human bed right hold on my dog so come on puppy i'm editing none of this by the way so you're going to see this this is my pit bull if you're watching on the on the screen this is my pit bull his name's luigi um so the moral of of the story is we're all little pit bulls, right? 
And then she gets them. She'll rescue them. And they're obviously skeptical still. They fucking hate human beings, right? It's not just this this one and done thing that happens. Um, she rescues these these pit bulls and rehabilitates them and shows them love and compassion, right? Shows them that not all humans are the same, that not all humans are assholes who fight pit bulls and abuse them. And then you see the disposition after the rehabilitation, after trust exercises and this and that. You see the change in these dogs. And you see that they go from these survival mode, vicious, teeth showing, jaw clenching fucking fighters to loving, compassionate, um... Uh, cuddly little bundles of joy. And do they still have their triggers? Absolutely. They do. They still have their trigger triggers. Triggers that you have to be careful with and triggers that you have to be mindful of if you are to adopt this dog. But loving nonetheless. Because they are rehabilitated to be taught that survival mode is no longer needed. And I think as adults, who most of us have grown up in some sort of survival mode, we haven't been taught that yet. <laughs> um, I've come across many, many women in my life who unfortunately wanted so badly to be in love mode, but went through so much shit and were so afraid that they couldn't get themselves out of survival mode. They couldn't keep themselves out of survival mode long enough to feel true love. You know, I know girls now, females now that I've dealt with that are in that same place where it's like, who sent you? You know, you want to, you want to be good to me? What the fuck do you want from me? Because all they're used to is somebody expecting something from them, whether it's a sexual favor or fucking whatever, whatever it is, right? We have not learned to come out of survival mode. My dog wants to leave now. We haven't learned about. We haven't learned how to take ourselves out of survival mode. So we've we've become right. Okay, so it's just it's we as beings have stress mode, like I said, fight or flight mode, which is a natural evolutionary response to stimuli in the environment. Right uh, when we were fucking uh, cave people in 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 the stone ages or whatever the fuck we would see um a saber-toothed tiger and i don't even know if i'm getting the errors right but we would see certain animals or or threats and we would need that click to turn on so that we could fucking either fight off the saber-toothed tiger or and hunt it for dinner whatever the fuck we ate i don't know or run from it right so 
we still have that innately in us today because that's because we're human beings. We have that fight or flight and it's good. It's a natural response for when somebody is burglarizing our house or we get into a car accident and we have to fucking flee the scene quickly, meaning get out of that car, not flee the scene like hit and run. Um, Or, you know, our kid is running into the middle of the street and there's a car coming. We have to think quick on our toes and save the kid. You know what I'm saying? In those situations, fight or flight is absolutely necessary for our survival as human beings. But what we fail to realize is a lot of us are living in fight or flight on autopilot and we should not. You should be in rest and digest for the majority of your, of your, of your time. Not fight or flight. So when it comes to our relationships, when it comes to our romantic relationships, we enter, and because we've been living this way for so long, our entire lives, it's all we know, you know? It's like if you've ever if you've ever read The Republic by, is it Plato or Socrates? I don't even know. I think it's Plato. Yeah, Plato's Republic. If you've ever read Plato's Republic, there's that part of the cave where he talk he talks about he gives this the, the allegory of the cave go read it. it it's basically the allegory of the cave is basically him saying there are two two people locked up in this cave all they know is the darkness of the cave all they know is their shadows cuz they're you know they're 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 chained up in this dark cave and all they can see is their sh- their shadows so the only thing they believe to be real is their shadows and then one day they get freed, they go up to, to the, to see the light of day and they almost like don't believe in the light of day. One is like, holy shit, this is amazing. I never knew or experienced this world. And the other one's like, fuck this shit. I'm out. I don't know what the fuck this is. I'm going back to my goddamn cave. You know what I'm saying? So the allegory of the cave is we only know what we're exposed to you know i mean that's obviously there's more to it than that sorry i had to turn my camera back on uh it fucking turns off anyway um there's obviously more to it than that but the allegory of the cave is basically like how do you know anything outside of all you've ever known you know how do you know anything outside of the only thing you were exposed to or the only thing you've been exposed to, right? So if all you've ever been exposed to is hurt and pain and abuse and this and that, then how do you know love and healthy boundaries and compassion and the beauty of being in a relationship? You don't. (laughs) That's really the simple answer. So when you don't realize that you've been living in fight or flight your entire fucking life, you don't realize that you're in fight or flight because that's just your normal. That's your baseline. Your baseline is fucking fight or flight. Your baseline is fighting people off and running away when people try to love you and show you respect. Um, That's your baseline. The same way that my baseline was avoidance. I thought that was my that was my normal. It was my normal, but I thought that was normal for everybody. Did everybody just acted the way that I act? You know, everybody just kind of 
breeze through life not being not being confrontational and trying to steer any steer clear of any fucking confrontation that came their way whether it was fighting confrontation or just confronting somebody who hurt your feelings and expressing your feelings to somebody because your feelings are valid whatever it was my baseline was avoiding that avoiding the uncomfortable conversations and thus becoming and molding myself into this this knotted ball of yarn in order to appease everybody right it wasn't until a fucking few mental breakdowns that i realized wait a second uh nah that's probably not the best way to go about doing it and a lot of the times it isn't until our biggest heartbreak or our biggest upset in life that we are faced with how we are and we realize i am that survival mode person (laughs) This is a direct correlation, a direct causation of growing up in survival mode. I hope you guys are following because I didn't structure this. I've just been thinking about it a lot lately. You know, I'm just thinking about my relationships and thinking about my past relationships, my present relationship. Like, you know, I'm just thinking about it all and really coming to that conclusion that that we're all works in progress. But the the way that we make progress is to realize that we're works in progress and realize who we are. Identify who we are. Are you survival mode kid? Or are you love mode kid? Are you rest and digest kid? Or are you fight or flight kid? Who are you? And then from there... Who are you with? Who is the person that you're with? Whether you're single or not, right? Who do you attract? Who are you attracted to? Are you attracted to survival mode Becky? Or are you attracted to love mode Luna? I don't know. It was an L. Survival mode Sally? Or love mode Letitia? I don't know. Uh, we have to. We have to be aware. We 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 are so on autopilot with all of this stuff. We just enter into relationships and we want to feel good and we want to have some good sex. Like who doesn't want to have good sex? Raise your hand if you don't want to have good sex. If you don't want to have good sex, get the fuck out of here. You're in the wrong place. Because I want to have good sex. And I want my partner to have good sex. And I want you guys to have good sex with your partners, right? But we come into these relationships just thinking it's 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 as simple as, I like you, you like me. Let's have sex and have a family. <laughs> but it's not that simple. It's not that simple. We all come with two or three huge bags of this is the shit I've been this this is the bag of previous relationships. This is the bag of how my parents fucked me up. This is the bag of how people outside my parents, maybe my family or close friends of the family fucked me up. You know, like there's three or four different bags of fucking baggage that we're all bringing to the table. Some are heavier than others. 
how do how do we enter into relationship with somebody and somebody that we love somebody that we connect with somebody that we know is is good for us or could be good for us right how do we enter into relationship with somebody that we know is good for us and that we are good for and navigate through that baggage to me to me it's you know like the same way my good friend Carrie Driscoll talked about unpacking your your grief unpacking you know the different facets of your grief maybe that's the best way to 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 navigate the baggage and lighten the load a little bit certain things in those bags don't need to be there certain things do certain things are permanent items you know like when you pack for a trip you have your toothpaste and your toothbrush you could probably do without toothpaste because you can get toothpaste when you get there but your toothbrush maybe not you know or your underwear you're gonna need that but do you really need that particular fucking blouse with the roses on it no you don't need that. You already have a nice blouse for that one night. So, okay, we can get rid of this blouse because I already have this one. You know, I need my necessities. I need my fucking, uh, my underwear. I need my, do I need 75 pairs of underwear? No, I don't need 75 pairs of underwear. I'm not planning on shitting myself or pissing myself anytime soon. So, all right. You know what I mean? It's like, We don't pack strategically when we come into our emotional relationships. We're not strategic about our baggage. We literally just bring bring to our relationships bags and bags of shit that that we we haven't even unpacked yet. We haven't even looked at. And then we wonder why when I'm throwing five to to six heavy fucking bags on uh, in the middle of the floor and you're throwing five to six heavy fucking bags into the middle of the floor and we mix our fucking baggage together then we wonder why we uh end up in these toxic situations or why you know if i'm standing on one side of the baggage and you're standing on the other how can i how can i hug you how can i be close to you with all of that baggage in between us. You know what I'm saying? How do I, how do we truly get to know ourselves and our partners when we haven't looked at the baggage, each other's baggage, you know? Um, and I've, I've done a lot of kind of deep diving and I'm still doing it. I'm still in the process of getting down to the nitty-gritty of it like why do I fall for people who are afraid for me to fall for them (laughs) why have have almost every single one of my relationships been with people who are afraid to open up to me in one way or another um trust issues abandonment issues um jealousy insecurities why do i fall for people who are afraid to fall back afraid to be vulnerable 
and, and when you ask why it's not it's it's not why why am i this way what it's just trying to figure out okay what happened it's literally a strategic why it's not a oh why do i do this to myself i need to go find somebody who xyz no it's a strategic okay what happened in my life to me that makes me drawn to these people and what can i do with my current partner if let's say my partner is that way what can i do to 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 um ease my own troubles and navigate through that person's issues but also help that person navigate through their own issues to maybe get to the bottom of it you know the answer this this is not a podcast that has answers <laughs> this is a podcast that raises questions um i'd love to fucking talk to a relationship specialist i want to talk to a sex specialist too by the way so if there's anybody out there who is or knows somebody let me know but why i want to i want to raise these questions within you because i feel like it can it can at the very least inspire us to go within ourselves and again like michael jackson fucking said It starts with the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. We have to look within ourselves, right? So if I can create this ripple effect to you guys, where you guys are listening to this and you're like, yeah, you know what? Which one am I? Am I survival mode Sally or am I love mode Luna? And who am I with? And maybe listen with your partner and figure out, within yourselves who the fuck you are what your issue is too be specific like my issue is avoidance to the t i will avoid i'm a yes person even down to this if you're following me and my business ventures my merch line my my clothing line even down to that i'm just a yes person and i've always been that passive yeah you know And so I've really had to, especially when it comes to building your own business, building a podcast, people are throwing suggestions your way and this and that, and you're collaborating with others. I've really had to um, catch myself when I'm being too passive, you know, because as much as I want to collaborate, I am the one that needs to be calling the shots and I need to be able to have to to trust myself with that responsibility to make the right fucking decisions and not leave it to anybody else because it's it's me the the tf brand the tori franco show however you follow me wherever you follow me tiktok instagram facebook even um if you heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody's grandma who lives on the same block however you came to this podcast and brand this is me this is the brand it's the tf tori franco brand right and i'm driving the bus so i I, if i'm driving the bus i can't let somebody else take the wheel for a second but i always do because that's what i default to um so we're on this journey together. I don't know what the point of this. I mean, maybe the point of this episode is to just 
raise the question to you guys as well, you know. Who are you in the relationship? Who are you in life? But, you know, specifically, who are you in a relationship? And is that good enough for you? And is that good enough for your partner? Will that be good enough for your future partner? You know, I think we have to ask these questions and um, become more self-reflective and become more self-aware so that we can give more of ourselves to ourselves, but also to others. And we can be open to receiving love. You know? I, I, I realized that, um, yeah, I didn't have good models. I didn't have good, good love role models growing up. You know, I, I grew up watching my one grandmother who was widowed before I was born. So, and she never remarried. My other grandparents, my nonny, may her, her soul rest. And my grandfather, may his soul rest. My nonny hated his fucking guts. You know, like he walked into a room and she cringed. So that that was the model I grew up with. Same with my mother and father. You know? So most of the relationships in my life that were really pinnacle relationships, crucial relationships for me to learn how to give and receive love taught me dick. Taught me nothing. So... Now, I think I know how to give love, but I give love um, I think that that's just who I've always been, you know, this affectionate kid, but there are times that I codependently give love. I give love because I don't want to lose the person if that makes sense. So I guess the moral of this entire, the, 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 not the moral, but the, the purpose, the purpose of this episode is to just raise the question to you because I'm here too, trying to do the same. Who are you? We're all works in progress. We know that. And that's okay. That's totally fine to be a work in progress. But who are you? And what are you going to do to be better for yourself and for your future relationships? If you're out there wondering, why am I single? Why do I attract this? Why do I attract that? Don't make that a rhetorical question. Ask yourself realistically with an answer. Why? So that's that. I just wanted to come on and say that and shed some light, maybe, I don't know, some thought processes that I'm going through right now. If you have any suggestions on topics, let me know. Um, Relationship-based, either sex, um, sex and relationships. I kind of want to, I want to, I want the rest, of, not the rest, but I want the next couple of episodes to be focused on that relationship-centered. And I mean, if anything else comes up in my life, I'm sure... I'll just wing it, but let me know what questions you have, specific questions in the comments or whatever. 
Um, the secret word is, uh, the secret word for this episode is Mickey Mouse. If you're watching up to this point, comment Mickey Mouse anywhere on any of my social media platforms. And I'll know that you listened to this specific episode up to this point to the very end. And I may give you a high five in person. And also join my um, uh, my phone book. Text me if you have not already. I will leave the number in the description below. It's another way to stay connected to me and what I have going on. I send good morning text messages every day to, motiv- to motivate people. Um, I do try to get back to people individually as well. I do own... Almost, I have almost 1,100 text messages so far, so it might not happen for everybody, but uh, but I'm trying, so there's that. And also, again, if you are still here at this point, December 11th, probably the day that this airs, December 11th at 8 p.m., the holiday merch drop is happening we have new items coming out, cool items, different phrases, um, and I have a giveaway happening. I'm giving away to one lucky person a JBL speaker and a $50 Visa gift card to anybody entered. And the way you can enter is literally just make a purchase on uh, my merch site and join my phone book. So if you're already joined in the phone book, then you're good. You're good to go. Then you just got to make a pur- one at least one purchase on December 11th and you're good. And you have a chance to enter uh, to win the JBL speaker and the $50 gift card. And hopefully I can draw a winner before Christmas because I know $50 gift card would be such a good gift to give to somebody or uh, somebody struggling out there. It would be a good way to help pay for a gift for somebody. So I'm trying to have this all done by Christmas and... Uh, I plan on doing so. Anyway, I love you guys very much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of my life and letting me be a part of yours. I appreciate you all very much. Until next time.